Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. How you all doing? You all, uh, you all coping with the uh, the strange world that we're, we're living in at the moment? <sighs> it's not forever. It's not forever. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, I'm sure. And, and in the meantime, there's a ray of sunshine um, about to enter your ears, and, uh, and that is Big Pig. And... Uh, we have a wonderful chat. Jess is an absolute ball of energy, as you're about to find out, with uh, incredible taste in records. We have a really good natter. Um, before we get on with that chat, just quickly like to thank 76 for producing this podcast. I'd like to thank Scroobius Pip and all my friends at the Distraction Pieces Network. Go and check out all the other podcasts on that network because there's some ace ones. Um, if you're ever struggling for a podcast to, to listen to, head over to the magazine uh, I put together with Scroobius Pip and Adam Richardson, which is called Pod Bible. You can read it online at www.podbiblemag.com. If this is your first time listening to Off the Beaten Track, um, when you get to the end of this chat with Jess, um, go and have a look in the archives because there's 250 episodes out now and you get to hear conversations with artists as diverse as uh, Public Enemy, uh, Melanie C, Fatboy Slim, uh, Tommy Lee and Motley Crue, um, James Lavelle, uh, Maxine Peake. Um, gosh, there's there's all manner of... Oh, well, all your... Butch Vig, there you go. Um, so, yeah, producers to comedians such as James Acaster, Ed Gamble, um, through to all your favourite um, musicians and, yeah, actors and oh, everything. Go and have a, a rummage in the archives and uh, I'm sure you'll find a podcast that um, will tickle your fancy. Um, and also, if you really enjoy this and you'd like to support the podcast some more and get even more content, then I have an accompanying Patreon page. So uh, over there, I put up four shows a week. I put up video episodes and all sorts of unique content over there. And you can get access to all of that, plus another couple of hundred episodes in the, in the uh, back catalogue of that. Uh, for about 71p a week and and that, that them them few pennies a week goes into the pot to help kind of produce this podcast which is my favorite labor of love but um that's not to say that kind of yeah any uh any kind of contribution you know if it's you know a few pennies a week you know it all goes in the pot and it really does it really does help um that's it i've done the kind of um the little pleading for uh for some charity and uh and i've told you all about what else you can get and you can find out about all of these things at www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com that's beat and not beaten let's get on with today's episode please enjoy off the beat and track podcast with big pig it's off the beat and track podcast on the distraction pieces network me okay we are recording joining me today via the means of zoom big pig hi jess hiya <laughs> how are you, how are you doing? yeah good good i just woke up to be honest i'm a bit um cloudy but i'm good healthy cloudy like of, of healthy cloudy oh good good good, good. yeah yeah <laughs> Well, that's that's a, a point where I, I generally have to start the conversation with of every podcast this way now. And uh, normally it was always like, you know, has things, has the weather and stuff like that. But now it's that inevitable kind of, have you found the last 10 months? And I'm going to ask you that, Jess, as, as both yeah. Jess the human being and Big Pig the creative. Yeah. I mean, the last 10 months have been a bit wild, now, to be honest. Um, what was happening? 
Oh, do you know, okay. So obviously the first lockdown happened earlier last year. And I think, yeah, I just started, I just, uh, I just met a fellow that was from Dublin and he was lovely, a great musician, but he, uh, and then we just kind of, I think when you're under pressure and you're kind of like, what's happened in the world is ending, you kind of just like attach yourself to the closest person. So we decided to move in together and that was really intense. Um, it was great, but it was, yeah, uh, we'd only known each other for like a week before, so it was a lot. Wow, was and then straight into lockdown. Yeah, straight oh, wow. into lockdown. I know, <laughs> I know, yeah, looking back on it, I'm a bit like, fucking hell, like, yeah, it was <laughs> like impulsive, like, um, but it's grand. And so that went on there for about four months. And we were in this flat in East London because before that I was in a different living situation. And then I moved, team moved back to Dublin and then oh, everything went up the shitter, of course. Sorry, can I swear here? Is that okay? Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, grand, good, good. <laughs> um, and then what happened? And then, so yeah, and then so I moved into a different place there in East London and then that, the people for the flat there came back. So I was like, fuck. So then I went back to, where to go then? And then I moved, I moved to another place then in Forest Hill and then um, was happy there. I was like, finally, like settled, everything's good. And then, uh, and then, yeah, that went tits up there for a while as well. Because <laughs> there was just a lot of, uh, oh, here, we can get into that, but it's a lot, I love the story. But, um, and then, so, uh, what happened then? And then, so I was just like, kind of had enough there at this point. I was like, oh, my room's going I need to move somewhere again. I'm sick of moving. So I just said, well, you know, I'll just um, cut my losses. And I think I'll just go to move to LA because there's a project that I'm working on that there's a fellow here um, that's produced basically 90% of it. So I was like, I want to just be here with him and finish that. And um, uh, So where was that? Where, where are you now? LA. LA. Right. Yeah, so I've been here now for the last two months and I'm just happy and settled and not moving now for a long time, I don't think. Well, at so, least you ain't been bored. That's a lot of moving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a lot more than I'd like it to be. But it's, uh, yeah, it was definitely um, definitely a bit of a chaotic time. Like, And then when there was like periods where I was just in one spot, um, creatively, I mean, just before the first lockdown, I had a lot, a lot of creative... Um, ideas and everything else and it was great and like and then lockdown hit and I was just a bit like I think I was just trying to understand what was happening I didn't really have time to like I don't know even think about I don't know even like put things into words I think I was just a bit like oh you know this is all a very new way of living and there's a very like new person in my life and we're just like in this house together and there's no one else in the world that like we can see right now and it's you know so it was just a bit yeah it was a bit I mean if uh, you ever needed to describe the word intense that's quite intense <laughs> right yeah it was like the plot of the end of the world um but it was uh yeah it was an interesting time definitely but I just didn't really feel creative to be honest and that kind of went on for a long time and I was worried for a bit because I feel like when you rely so much on like getting a buzz off I mean, I definitely do anyways, when I make a tune or whatever, when I'm proud of like something I've made, I kind of have this like, it gives you like a burst because you're like, oh, like you finally, it's, I think it's almost a self-worth thing as well. You kind of get this thing of like, oh, I'm worth something because I can do like, I can, at least I can make something even when I'm feeling shit. And so I think that whole period where I just didn't feel like I could create or feel like I was in the place to, it just felt a bit like, 
what is my purpose? Like, I don't really understand what I'm doing and who I am outside of music. And there was all these questions. And then after the first lockdown, I don't know, when things were eased in London and people started to go back to the studio and everything else, then I had a good streak again, which was great. And I went and I made some shoes that I'm really happy with as well. And it was just nice to get back into it. It felt like such a relief. And I really feel like I've, I don't know, I think it definitely gave me perspective on like, appreciating the fact that I can, I have that, do you know what I mean? Or yeah, like that I've, I don't know, I'm just, I feel like very lucky to be able to, to be able to do that and to be able to do it as much as I can, do you know? And so, yeah, it was a, definitely a bit of an eye-opening, eye-opening year. Okay. Um, but yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk records. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. uh, and I'm going to ask you, Jess, for track one, the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please. Oh, yes. Uh, it's Guinnesses by uh, Madlib and featuring Angelica and Four Eyes. Mm-hmm. And you chose that why? Because the intro and that, I feel like the characters and the way that he has always done that, I mean, like, yeah, it's just incredible. And I feel like with that particular intro, whenever I listen to it, it just brings me into this, like, comic book world almost. And he does that so well to where, like, the when Angelica comes in, like, straight after the intro... I feel like she takes on this character of the woman that like has just spoken, you know, on the, um, on the character, what the hell did you say? On the like voiceover just before. And yeah, I just feel like the way that he's laid that out just like is perfect and it brings you into a world. And I think that's really difficult to do, you know, so. As, uh, as, as I guess it's, you know, safe to say, uh, you know, a, a relatively new artist, uh, you know, that, 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 that's, that's breaking through now, Jess. Uh, I'm just always interested in, in, in songwriters and how they mm. approach intros. And in a world now where um, music and the way that people listen to music is very fast and very almost disposable, with, you know, and I say that with the greatest respect, where there's so much choice yeah. now. And I mm-hmm. just wonder... Um, the fact that you know people are so quick to to flick to next tracks now on whatever streaming yeah. service is that a consideration when you're approaching writing intros and things like that as an artist? Writing intros, I feel like there was definitely. I mean, on the second EP that I made, there was a track. Um, I think it's actually called intro, but the intro bit was uh, when we were in the studio and like, I was called up uh, an ex of mine now but um, I called him up in the studio whatever just to like, have a chat and just to capture that little bit to like give some context to the rest of the song that was about him and like I feel like I, I think I definitely considered it more back then I feel like right now like the interest still plays a big part for me um, but I haven't been as conscious of it I'm being honest I feel like I'm just so focused on like I don't know, I guess the the rest of the track, but I think I probably should go back to to thinking about it like that because it is nice and it, it, it builds story so well, you know, and it gives so much, um, the little details are always like the bits that kind of build the track and make it feel like, I don't know, make it feel like uh, you're actually diving into something. So, yeah, I feel like, I don't know what it is, though, but yeah, I think you're right. I think within the last couple of years, especially with like TikTok culture and all that, and I feel like, tracks are so like I don't know everyone wants what they want now and it's like I don't know there's no real patience with it 
But, um, well, well, I, I just noticed then that as you said TikTok culture, I gave like a really kind of knowing nod. Which like, is so sad. Like, and I just think, I don't <laughs> yeah. know what the fuck TikTok is. I know, I, I know it's that kid, the thing that my kids do, but I sort of gave this really kind of serious nod, like, yeah, yeah, TikTok yeah. culture. Like, no idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> well, to be fair, no, I just made that sentence up just there. But it's like... I don't know. I guess it's just that thing of like 30 second videos or 30 second this. Completely, or like, completely. Do you know what I mean? And it's attention spans are gone down so much to the point that like, I know I even do it when I'm looking for new music sometimes. Like I'll get into um, like 15 seconds of the track sometimes and I'm a bit like, oh, do I feel like I want to continue this? I mean, it's like, what? like why is that a thing now? I guess we're just so quick to to write things off, you know? Do you still like listen to an album uh, occasionally like as... As a, as a body of work, like an album from start. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah. To finish. Yeah, it's rare, but I definitely do. Like, um, the Brent Fires album is one that I always go back to, like from top to bottom. Uh, I just feel like it's better appreciated as a whole body of work, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's definitely a few that come to mind when I'm thinking like that. Like, even the Mike Skinner, um, A Grand Don't Come For Free, is, that's, a, like, an incredible album, but I feel like you need the context of the other tracks that's, that's to actually, concept, like, understand it. It is a concept. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. 100%. And I feel like those, yeah, exactly. And I'd hope, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, that's a... It's a cool thing to to be able to do that, but I don't feel like it happens as often as it should anymore. But I think we just live, you know, it, where a lot of people use streaming services and playlists now, and yeah, uh, and obviously a lot of people go onto iTunes and, and kind of cherry pick the tracks they know rather than take You're the, right, exactly. the album. Yeah, exactly. And there's even like I've had conversations with people where they know, like they might know a song from an artist, but they don't know the artist. You yeah. know. Or that happens a lot. I know I, I'm like that sometimes too, where I'm like, oh, I love this track. And they're like, who's the buy? And I'm like, geez, I couldn't tell you actually. And it's like, that's mad, you know? Because you'd never have that back. Uh, back when, who do you think I am? <laughs> back in the old days. Can't say. Oh, right, well, we're going to take you back to the old days yeah. anyway, Jess. For track two, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask you the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional mm-hmm. impact on you, please. Yeah, so that's Ben Harper's Another Lonely Day. That's um, a beautiful if I remember right. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. It still makes me cry. Like whenever I hear it, I just well up. Like it's uh it just I feel like with that track, it was um it was when I moved from Ireland to London and I was fourteen at the time and I didn't have a school for a while and I just felt super isolated, like didn't really have anyone to talk to. There was like 
no one my age I was kind of working in like I don't know it was just a it was a weird time and a really low point I think and I was just scrolling through YouTube and I'd never really used YouTube before and I was just like what is this and then I think somehow I stumbled upon one of his tracks and then I found another lonely day and I literally every single night without fail at the most angsty thing I've ever done in my life was just like shut the door at the bathroom door or my bedroom door and just put it on and just cry and just be like (laughs) oh my god and I like oh he's like still one of my favorite favorite musicians I like I idolize that man I don't get starstruck easily at all I don't think and I don't feel like I put people on a pedestal that much but I feel like with him like because of how much his music meant to me in that point of my life and like still does to be honest like I think if I'd ever met him or I even saw him doing Instagram live and I was just tearing and just crying my eyes out the whole time I just love him I love him so much I think he's brilliant and that yeah that that first time you heard that you know I mean you obviously chose this as, as your choice like what was the emotion that you felt just like completely loneliness, I think, and just like really, um, really felt like uh, kind of like the only person in the world that felt the way I did, you know, and it just kind of felt like uh, no one ever could understand, like, because no one's in this position, which is like obviously not true, but it's just like that's the way you're thinking, I think, when you're in that kind of um, in headspace. And to hear a track like that that described exactly what I felt and put it into words like so much better than I could have I feel like that just really hit home and I was just like oh my god like this is like yeah it felt like a like if you felt like a like a bond with it you felt like a soul bond with it because you're like oh my god like how how is that possible you know and I think that's when really when I realized that the power of music you know and the way that like he might have written that what like three four years before I listened to it in a place like I don't know how many miles away and like for me 14 in the bathroom on the bathroom floor just like the world is like there's nothing here for me and to hear that then and to feel like oh do you know what I'm not alone in this and even like if I'm gonna sit in the sadness I'm not gonna sit in it alone you know and I think um that's so good yeah. that, that you know I love it when artists purposely don't ever give you the backstory on, on on the song yeah you know because because it, yes. it's up for interpretation and it's like I yes and I think it's just really important that because I've got songs that you know will literally rip the art from my chest that you know might have literally been something that he wrote on the back of a fag packet in like five minutes and whereas <laughs> yeah. you know I've you, know, you hang so much on these songs and I think yeah. it's, I think it's just really I, I really like it when you know as curious as I am but when yeah. an artist would just go, oh, do you know what? I'm, I don't really sort of say it. It's, you know, people can take what they want from these records. And I just think that's a really yeah. nice way to kind of leave it. It's completely open for interpretation. I think that's incredible. I feel like even like myself, and I know this is such a like, um, not everything to say, but I feel like whenever, like even when it comes to like PR questions, or da, 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 and it's just like, well, what's the song about? I think just sometimes you just like just listen to it and just feel how you feel about it, you know. And I think I don't know. And of course, people want to understand what it's about, but I feel like it's so much more beautiful when you've you've put something out there and you've just gone, "That's all I need to," you know. Absolutely. And then other people can kind of work it out, and it's just I think that's gorgeous. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's brilliant. Well, you mentioned that you moved to to London from Ireland um, at fourteen. So I, I, I guess the next song. Uh, we, we, we'll find out a little bit more about that. So, for, uh... planning for your next trip. 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Uh, track three, Jess. I'm going to ask you to summary remind you of your time at school. Time at school? What would that have been? Oh, Velvet Underground, Pale Blue Eyes. Is that I, it? I mean... That come out before <laughs> even I was at school. <laughs> well, I was thinking now, uh, like six from college, that so would have been like 16, 17. Oh, I would have been 16, yeah. And I made this friend, because the thing is, I went to an all-girls Catholic school until I was about 16, whatever, and I hated it. Like, I absolutely hate it. The only good part about it was like the music uh, section where I just would be all the time. But then I went to... Um, where did I go to? Oh, yeah, I went to Richmond College there, and I met this fella called Connor. He just, like, wandered in one day, and I was like, who is that? And we just, like, hit it off straight away, and he was, we were inseparable. He was, like, my best friend. Um, and first, like, I think, like, uh, kind of male figure in my life that wasn't, like, weird. <laughs> I was just, like, really, like, just a good person, like, just, like, chill, like, no kind of I don't know there was he just saw me as a person rather than as like a I don't know something else and I feel like I just yeah we just had this like really really incredible friendship and he opened me up to a load of music as well and Velvet Underground were uh one of those that song in particular and he used to always sing it so it just reminded me of him and it reminded me like the times that we used to spend together so I just thought I put that in there because that's yeah whenever I hear that it brings us back it's a beautiful, beautiful record. And I'll tell you what, if you, if you ever get a chance, check out um, R.E.M.'s cover of it. R.E.M. did R-E-M's? a wonderful cover of Pale Blue Eyes. Oh, really? I'll write it down, actually. They've done a, a kind of like a, a mini album, R.E.M., and they covered lots of uh, Velvet Underground tracks on it. But this, oh, really? this, their version of Pale Blue Eyes is, is, is stunning. Uh, oh, really? It's gorgeous. Um, so, at uh, 14, to come from... Ireland to uh, to London uh, mm-hmm. and to then jump in at a new school. Uh, was that pretty difficult? Um, so the thing is, I wasn't, I've been used to it because I actually grew up in Spain and I had a school there and it was all in Spanish and everything else. So going from there to Ireland was probably the first 
um, move that like academically was difficult, but socially was incredible. Cause I was like, everyone speaks like they do in my house. And like, everyone's like, do you know? So uh, that was class. But then I was also like, you love, a, you love a move about, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got itchy feet. We've been talking um, for, for 18 minutes and I think we've already discussed six <laughs> moves. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm moving this calf now in a while. I don't know. But no, I feel like um yeah, I just I think uh what was it? Yeah, so growing up in Spain, the move to Ireland and I think that was kind of um I didn't realise how difficult it was because I was so happy with the social part of it that I was like whatever. But like I had no clue how to like string words together or where like you put a comma or a full stop or or like I don't know, I just didn't really understand um how to like spell properly or do all this and read and properly and stuff like that. So that kind of side of things and the way that they learned as well was so different. So that was already hard. But then I was like, well, everyone's about, so it's great. And so then that was probably the hardest move. And then we moved again to a different part of Ireland and then moved to London and London then actually, no, that's a lie. London was the hardest move because there was no one about. So you didn't even have the like social aspect of it. But then moving into that school, then I think, to be fair, after you move a few times, you go to a few schools, you just kind of at some point, and I think with this, the Catholic school that I went to, I think I was just a bit like, oh, do you know what? I'm just not even going to really try it. I think I'm just going to, like, just kind of keep to myself. Be, like, tell me, be friendly with everyone, but I just think just kind of just head down or whatever. And then that completely switched when I went to the next school then because you could wear your own clothes. You could, like, everyone had their own music taste. Everyone was super, like social there, spoken area this is so cool then like went there and I made some incredible friends and like was so social it was brilliant and like it just it's weird how much I think things like uh like expression of like what you want to wear or like you know like things like that can like sometimes really play into like I don't know they can just kind of uh make you find yourself in your character 110 percent completely yeah no, it's true. So, uh, so that was yeah. Did Did you have any idea what you wanted to to be when you was at school? When I was at school, I mean, the thing is, I loved music so much, and I went to that uh, because I started doing open mics before I started the Catholic school. And then when I went there, I just was like, I just love music, so I'm just going to do that all the time. But I didn't realize that you could do it as a job. Like, I didn't think that was possible in any sense of the word. I was like, oh well, like you know, like. I'll always do this, but I don't really know. And then I just, nothing really, uh, like nothing else really caught my interest. Like there was, um, what was I doing? Yeah, I mean, like even when I went to college and I was doing music all the time, like when, when I was uh, going to friends' houses and stuff or staying back after school and playing around or whatever with friends and like in the music section, I feel like even then it didn't feel like, oh, this is something that we can make we can make a living off like this is just something that we always are going to do like that's just do you know what I mean it's just passion but with um and then I started doing like bar work and I started doing I was working as a poker dealer for a while I just feel like do you know what I just don't feel like I ever put the pressure on like this is what I want to do I think it was always like how can I make money so that I can survive and then I just like music's always going to be something I'm doing so it's just like I don't mind when I'm working 12-hour shifts um or don't mind what I'm doing, you know, like, I don't really, I didn't really, I think I kind of carpment, or how's your worth that word? Carpartmentalized. That's That's it. (laughs) Yeah, and I think I kind of, like, did that, where I was like, oh, um, work is just work, and I'll just, do you know what I mean? Work just means I can get money from it, and I can kind of survive, and it'll be fine. Whereas, 
yeah and then music um I'm so lucky but naturally just kind of found its way into being like everything that I did I mean it was everything I did anyways but it's something now that I'm like living living off as well which is just nuts but yeah um yeah I don't think I ever really thought that I could do it as a profession but here we are (laughs) do you think like the fact that you'd you'd moved so many times and, and gone to so many schools that had given you an element of confidence that you could apply to walking on stage you know you said you was doing open mic nights at quite a young age you know do you think you you, you know would you say you was confident at that age at that age you know I was a lot I was so confident I still am I think of like talking to strangers or like meeting new people and I think at that point I was just so desperate to like just talk to someone so I feel like with the open mics I get nervous and stuff and I still get nervous about stage, like getting up on stage. But once you're there and once you close your eyes and once you like get into it, it's the best feeling in the whole world. Like it feels so good. And I think, yeah. And then the community that I met in the open mic nights, like I think they played a huge part as to why I used to go back. Like we'd go like four times a week and it would be all of us and we'd all meet there. And they just kind of became like a second family. They were just incredible. And, um, and yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. It probably, it probably did in a way. I think, Talking, definitely getting to know people that I don't know. That yeah. definitely came from moving around a lot, 100%. And being comfortable in situations where, like, you're on your own, I guess. Yeah. Or you're just kind of trying to work it out. Like, I love that, you know. So, yeah, that probably has a big part to play with it. But, yeah. Track four, Jess. First song mm-hmm. you remember buying from a record shop. Oh, Rodriguez, the Sugar Man album. Oh, what a record. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. I went to see him live actually. How long was it? Oh, ages ago now, but how long? I would have been 18, I think, when I went to go see him. He was so good though. Oh my God. I felt kind of bad though halfway through, I think, the set because he's getting, he's getting older now. Yeah. But um, I think he started playing Elvis covers. I was a bit confused, but he was incredible. Like, so, so good. So I, I, good. I take it you've seen the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I saw the movie before I bought the album. All right. Um, yeah, because uh, a fellow that I was with, he um, he had this very like I don't know, so ridiculous. Oh, it was, like, it was just a very dark romantic love that we had for each other, and I think he opened me up to a lot of music as well. And he like he was saying we should watch this movie, so we watched Sugar Man, and there's a tune. I don't know if it's on that album or if it's on Crucify Your Mind, but it's on one of the albums, anyways, and it's called. Oh, what is it called now? I need to find it because I'm actually going to... Um, it's basically like, I think, one of the most beautiful love songs. I Think of You. I Think of You. That's it, exactly. How beautiful is that record? Oh, my God. It's gorgeous. Like, it's my, it just it's brings my me favorite. Back. It's my absolute really? favorite, yeah. I, no I, way. Because I'd, I'd stumbled across him because um, David Holmes put a record out in like... yeah. 2000 maybe and he'd done a kind of like a reworking of it uh, of sugar man the track and oh, i was yeah. like wow what is this and and didn't and i used to play it in the clubs but i yeah. never i never really sort of went into it anymore and found out you know anything more about the artist other yeah. than it was just this weird track that that david holmes had discovered and then i saw the film and then oh, that was it. i thought right i need i need to just go and buy both the albums and like yeah it's just I will listen to one of them at least once a week. I just think yeah. it's absolute beauty. His songwriting is insane. And, like, even if you're thinking about it, especially in the context of, like, where he was when he was writing, um, what's that tune where he's talking about, 
I lost my job two weeks before Christmas. Yeah. Um, do you know that tune? Yeah. 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 Yeah, and like when you listen to that and you think about where he was at and not realizing where he like yeah, just like living in this weird like um, this other world to like what reality was at that point. It's just nuts. Like yeah, and I, I should say for anyone that's listening to this podcast that um, yeah. that the film's called Searching for Sugarman and uh, or Sugarman, I should say, sorry, and uh, just go and check it out because it's it's a thing of absolute beauty. It's it, yeah, it's an unbelievable story that you, you know you have to see it to believe it and uh mm-hmm. it's it's just pure wonder isn't it yeah we won't ruin it for you you need to go watch it yeah. it's like and then watch it and then listen to the records back because yeah. they're just yeah beautiful so just touching on, on, on records as well um growing mm. up was there records on at home so well i kind of I grew up above a pub since i was 14 for a while um and there would always be music down there so kind of like they had a lot of older tracks like uh, Blue Velvet by Bobby Vinton, I remember was always playing, or a lot of Leonard Cohen, a lot of Van Morrison. I mean, there's, um, there's some good stuff there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had its, it had its good days, yeah. Um, and what else? And then, yeah, I suppose my mom, oh, she used to love, love, love Gabrielle. So I remember like when I was growing up, uh, Gabrielle on track called Sunshine she literally like even like when we were going like yeah just like would always put it on when it was me and her in the car and even on like bad days or whatever she'd just put it on and she'd just be singing at the top of her lungs and I think that's like one of my favourite memories of her is just like I don't know like when you can see a song like make someone come out of themselves and make someone you can see them like releasing through it and I feel like watching her do that I was just like this is so cool but um, and then we went to see her. Actually, we went to see her live uh, a good while ago now. But it was gorgeous. But um, she but what was it? massively underrated, Gabrielle. Uh, oh, I think so, uh, hugely. That track is it. Give me just a little time, or give me just a little more time. Like the one that just sounds like pure Atlantic soul. I can't think. Uh, is it called <gasps> "Give Me a Little More Time"? I'm sure that's what it's called. But it was a single. Like, oh yeah, do, do, yeah, do, do, do. yeah. So good. It's such oh, a good pop record. Incredible. So so good. She's still making bangers as well. Is she? Yeah, she's still she's still going. I love 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 to yeah to go see her again. Actually, because she was a great show, amazing yeah. show. But um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's um, let's bring things forward a little bit. And, and mm-hmm. I, I normally ask this question retrospectively, as to like, do you remember your years clubbing? But uh, you're you're still a wee one, Jess. So you're still out clubbing, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, for track five, um, the song that um, what we soundtracking or soundtrack to your years in clubland? It's up to you, mate. Oh yeah, yeah. So keep the fire burning. I just I just put it down because um, by Gwen, I can't. I always forget her second name, which is so bad. But um, what was I going to say? That tune, that track, uh, just reminds me so much of, like... I mean, the thing is, I was never big on, like, clubbing in the sense of, like, graves and stuff too much. I used to love going clubbing in, like... Um, where's the one place we used to go to loads? Oh, uh, the bunker down in Dalston. Mm-hmm. They used to put down, like, yeah, little soul nights and stuff or down over even in... Um, uh, what was it? Yeah, they used to. They used to be some really good song nights around and about. And me and my friends used to go down, and I just love that music so much. And I feel like when 
when you're up and you're like ready for like a dance it's just like the best it's just the best music so I feel like that track in particular it just captures I think that feeling for me um and being back in there and like everyone just being like like sweating on each other and just like oh just completely releasing like it was just so good it's uh, it, it. it's an absolute gem of a record that and I, yeah, I think Gwen McRae's voice I, I mean if, if, if I ever had to do greatest if I ever done this podcast uh, greatest intro I don't know if you're familiar with the track All the Love I'm Giving by Gwen McRae I don't uh, think so. Oh, write that one down next to R.E.M. Yeah. Power Blue Eyes. What is it? Uh, uh, All, All the, the Love, love I'm Given. Yeah, by Gwen McRae. That's an intro. And, I'm uh, giving. Yeah, if you like Keep the Fires Burning, you will love that. Like, it's really? Okay, absolute, sick. yeah. It's kind of club, real kind of soul club classic, yeah. It's, uh, oh, yeah, amazing. You'll, you'll enjoy that. If you're going clubbing, nice. uh, Jess, what do you, what do you want mm-hmm. from a night out? What do I want from a night out? A good dance. Uh, probably an upper <laughs> and um, and just to I don't know just to connect with strangers I think like I just love an adventure and I feel like when I hate like I hate a rigid night out where it's like we're going over here for this time and then we're going to this for this time I like it to be more like a festival you know where you're like we're going out we'll start here we'll figure out what we're going to do and we can meet these strangers here and then maybe go with them somewhere else or whatever. And I love that. I think it's like when you can treat the city like it is a festival, it's just the best thing in the world where you're just like figuring it out as you go, whatever. I love that so much. So yeah, I think uh, just an adventure and just like meeting new people and hearing stories and dancing and sweating and I don't know, like just, yeah. Um, Having singing music, like, yeah, I just love that so much. Okay. Just the buzz, yeah. For track six, Jess, I'm going to take you home uh, for a favourite song from an artist from your home county, please. Oh, yeah, I put down two. I think I you put did, down, you did. Yeah, David Keenan, um, Full Stop, and it was the Cranberries uh, Linger as well. Well, let's start with the with David Keenan first, because I'd never heard of David Keenan. And when oh, yeah. uh, when you uh, sent the list over, um, I've spent most of the afternoon listening to to him and 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 your last pick as well, uh, which we will get to. Um, oh yeah! But oh my god, he's wonderful, isn't he? He's incredible. Like he, I think he's like a, he's just such a great poet, and I think um, yeah, like highly underrated. I feel like with. Just the way, like, you could even look like, um, what was it? I think he was sending a voice note or something to my ex there when they were, like, talking back and forth about music, whatever. And he was, like, even the way that he speaks and the way that he writes messages or texts are, like, poems. Like, it's just nuts. He's from a different century completely, like, but he's a, yeah, such a beautiful writer. Um, and, yeah, I've never seen him. Oh, have I seen him? I did see him live once, actually, way before I knew his music. Oh, that's just that's just brought up an errant memory, but um, yeah, incredible, incredible musician. Um, that tune, especially, actually, I think is just such a it really captures for me, like, I don't know, like when I look at my uncles, my aunties, and stuff, or whatever, you see, like, because I feel like the love and art, I don't know, I don't know, the like uh, intimacy, and maybe that's just, I don't know, maybe I'm being ignorant, that's just everywhere, but I feel like when I like observe Irish love, I find that it's less so um, like obviously like, oh, like I love you and like everything else. And it's more like, 
uh, which is stuff like, do you know what I mean? Like cough on or whatever, or like, oh my God. Like, it's just like little details, I think, and the way that he picks out her dress and the way that she like, he talks about the breakfast cooking and he talks about like, just like kind of the like, the poetry of the picture. And it's like, I feel like that describes it better than like, I was looking in your eyes and like, da da. I feel like for, yeah, I feel like he really captures uh, just raw love, I think. And that's not an and, easy uh, thing to do, is it? No, it's not. It's not at all. I think you have to be completely, um, completely immersed in it to be able to write it like it, like that. So, uh, yeah, he does that beautifully. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Uh, and you want to you shout out Delors and, uh, and, and the Cranberries, right? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, the Cranberries. I just, whenever I put that tune on, I was in Ireland. I'm just like, oh, um... And yeah, I just think it was a great tune for the time it came out as well. And yeah, just beautiful song. And then actually, while we're on the topic, because I didn't even think about this before, I don't know why, but the Fontaines. Yes, DC, let's talk about them. Oh, they're brilliant. Like the whole, um, the last album, even A Hero's Death, that was great. And the album before that was a Druggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was a great album as well. But yeah, I feel like they just, they just, yeah, they haven't missed when they put out. And they really, I don't know as well, I don't feel like there's many artists in Ireland that are talking, well, no, that's a lie, actually. There is a good few artists in Ireland that are talking about um, the harsher realities of, like, Dublin and and the um, the kind of politics of the place as well. And I think they, there's one tune in particular that I'm thinking about, actually, that's, um, that's the one uh, on the first album, and it talks about a woman that they pass on the street and I think it's about, it's basically about like the heroin abuse in Dublin and um, and how this woman's kind of caught in it. And it's just, a, it's a beautiful song. It's very sad, but it's a beautiful track. Um, trying to think of the name of it now. Damn it. I don't know. Maybe should I have a look? We'll look it up. We'll, 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 we'll dig it out and we'll stick it on the playlist for sure. Um, yeah. Do, so are these like, do you, I mean, when we talk Ireland, like, do you, are you back there very often? Not really. Not no. really anymore. Do you still feel um, like home, to... though? 
It does. It does. I feel like the people feel like home. I think, or no, sorry, the place feels, when I go back to certain areas, like when I go back to Waterford, which is the first place that um, I moved to from Spain, there's this one, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, it's basically like a walk that you do up and there's like this huge cliff with like this tiny little, you wouldn't call it a castle, but it's like a small little place we used to go drinking um, when, I, when I used to come back with it from London. But there was, I think that spot in particular, whenever I go up there, you can feel like, I don't know, there's something about that place that just always makes you feel so like embraced. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, like you breathe it in and you're just like, yeah, it feels really like home there. But um, as for, yeah, I mean, you know, it takes a minute, I think, sometimes to get back into the swing of it. Like when I'm there for a week, sometimes I get shy and I don't really know how to how to talk or how to like be, be around people. And I think that's just because, um, I don't know, I forget that like the like people I know in Ireland anyways are so like, like open, like they don't give a fuck. They're like, oh yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is so much to take in. Um, and I think it's just, uh, just trying to get back into the swing of like, how do I talk to them? And they're so quick witted as well. Like everyone's so on the ball with it. And I'm just like, takes a minute to catch up, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I think, um, but yeah, I still feel like Ireland by home. I still feel like that's where I'm from, you know? And I feel like a, a huge tie to it. But I think I should probably go back more often. I do, I do wish I was more of a part of it, you know? But that'll come with time. That'll come. For your last track, Jess, um, I'm going to ask you to choose a song that many people may not know that you would like them yes. to hear. So I'm so excited about this tune. Lady Ray, um, and it is Guilty, is the track I think I put down. Yeah, she is insane. She is like one of the most underrated artists, I think, um, to ever like exist. I think she's just incredible. Her songwriting, the like ad-libs that come in, like everything about that song is just like, it brings you back to a time. It's just nuts. Like, it sounds like it was written... I don't know, like in the in the sixties or something, with the way that like the vocals are recorded, and it's like, I don't know. She just she captures that love story so beautifully as well, and it's um, just a really powerful song, a really fucking yeah, really beautiful track. And then she's got another one called "Come On In" as well, which is beautiful. oh, that's amazing. So, that's literally oh, that's all I've been track. listening to this afternoon. No uh, way, I've I, never heard of her, and I, I flicked what? that track yeah. on, and I was like, "Whoa, what is this?" Yeah. And then that's Incredible. it. Yeah, she put a couple of singles out last year on, um, on I think it's on like a smaller label. And, yeah. And they're pure kind of sort of that sort of stacks sort of Atlantic sound. Yeah, really oh, so. Amazing. Yeah. She, um, I think what I heard, and I'm not sure if this is right, but I think someone told me, because um, I was talking about her, someone, they were like, oh my God, I can't believe you know her. I was like, yeah, it's sick. And then they were talking about, uh, oh yeah, so apparently Missy Elliott caught word of her somehow, I think. And then she went to her house and made an audition on the spot. And then she signed it in there, which is such a like, yeah. And that was back in the 2000s, I think, or 2003 or something. And she really such, but it was just beautiful. Oh, beautiful, beautiful music. There's another guy, actually, if you like her tunes, and you're, you don't know if you're going to freak out because it sounds like something from that era as well. His name's Kelly Finnegan. Okay. His name's Kelly Finnegan, and he's got this one, oh, do you know what? Um, I Don't Want to Wait. That's what it's called. Okay. Oh my god! And it's just a beautiful song, and it literally sounds like something from Motown. Like it's just absolutely gorgeous. Um, 
Oh, well, we'll throw that on the playlist as well because, Jess, I put together yeah. a, a Spotify playlist to accompany the, mm. the, the podcast. So when Beautiful. people finish listening, then they can go and uh, check out all the tracks that we've written about. Um, well, we, record, we should point out that we're recording this at the beginning of uh, January uh, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, we're all hoping that this year is going to proved to be far more um about connection and, and going out and yeah. being able to hug each other again and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. what uh, what are you looking forward to personally Jess and what's happening professionally so personally professionally 2021 what's happening let me think um well you know I've I'm here now in LA so I think this project that I'm working on, I'm really, really excited for actually. And it's different. It's different to my other stuff. And I feel like not that everything I write is the same, but it's, I feel like um, this track or this project in particular, like a lot of the, they're in the same world and it just makes me really excited, I think, because um, it's a lot more kind of grungy and a lot more, I don't know. I really, I just, I love it. So I'm excited for that to go out. And then uh, what else? Personally, I think I've not been drinking really. I had like uh, one night, maybe a couple of weeks ago where I was drinking, but before that last year, I think I drank way too much. I think lockdown made that worse to be honest. And I think I'm really excited to not drink anymore, hopefully, and just like stay on it because uh, I think I just, I don't realize how much when you're in it and you're doing it, I think you don't realize how much, perspective you lose or how much you can kind of start to feel the effects of it and you don't really understand why you're feeling that way and I used to just be anxious all the time and you know and I feel like I just don't want to do that anymore because I just I know where it can get me so I feel like I just want to clean slate no drinking personally not having any more fast relationships although I've just brought up a romance with my in the last in the last week and I could feel it doing to myself so I'm just like stop so maybe I'll stop doing that but uh I need to I need to stop uh stop going for intense quick relationships let's move into the rest of this just like I just need to stop doing that so I think taking my time with myself giving myself patience and just you know you don't need it all you don't need it now you can just kind of ride it and see how it goes and yeah and then just also just making sure that I'm like every day that I wake up I'm just kind of grateful for everything that I've got I feel like that really does play a huge part in like I don't know in kind of reigniting the happiness in yourself I think like when I've been waking up recently I've been trying to get up before the sunrise here and just to make sure that I catch the sunrise and the sunset and like in those two times in the day just being like do you know what like just pat yourself on the back and be like, Do you know what? I'm so grateful to be able to to be here, like and to be able to like just yeah, just be living. Like I think it's incredible. So I think it's just making sure that I do that every day has really helped with feeling good. So that'll be good. And then this project is working out and then hopefully by the end of the year we'll be doing shows, but sure, who knows? You know, or even mid of this year we'll see. We'll see how we get on. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I wish you all the best uh, with, with all of it, Jess. If people want to keep up to speed on what you're doing, where's the best place for people to follow you? Uh, they can do it Instagram, Twitter. We're on all the all the socials. <laughs> so anywhere there, just big pig, uh, big underscore pig on Instagram. That's probably the best one because I usually have to update that. Okay. Well, I'll tag you in this mm-hmm. when it comes out as well, so everybody will be able to uh, 
find that really, really easily as well then. Um, Jess, it's been a real pleasure chatting to you today. Thank you. It's uh, been great. Excellent. Great start to the morning. Excellent. Well, look, uh, <laughs> you have a lovely day. and uh, Thank you. And, and when this is all over, I look forward to seeing you live. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Lots of love. See you later. Take it easy, mate. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. There you go. What a ball of energy. Jess was wonderful. And uh, honestly, those those last two tracks, um, if you've not heard uh, of, of either of those artists before, then go and get stuck in because literally it did soundtrack my afternoon, just going through the back catalogue. Amazing, um, amazing stuff there. And yeah, just a really diverse mixture of songs picked by Jess. And, uh, and I guess you'd expect that from somebody that's kind of been on the move a lot uh, in their life. I just loved how, how honest and open she was. I just thought it was a, a really lovely chat. And I hope you got as much joy listening as I did having that chat. Um, I'm back next time. In the meantime, uh, head back into the back catalogue and have a rummage through the 250 episodes with uh, all your favourite pop stars and actors and artists and comedians. Go and, go and have a look and see which ones tickle your fancy and have a listen. Um, we're on all the socials. Give us a like, love, share, retweet. It all goes in the pot and it all helps. You can find out about everything to do with this podcast at offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing. www sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year. And they're based in South End on Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music. And they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. In addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, They've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So, go and check them out because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done is they've given you 15% off. So if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk do a bit of shopping see what you like throw it in the basket and then on the way out put in the discount code BEAT15 B-E-A-T-1-5 and that'll save you 15% off amazing right? www.sosclothing.co.uk official sponsors of Off The Beat and Track Podcast It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It means stew with him. Eat it, monkey.